we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Coveting births fear, and fear causes what? When you covet, it births fear. Fear causes torment. You can't even rest thinking about what you don't have. First John 4 and 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath what? Torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So you're tormented because of your desire to have things. When a person is not content with their life, or the things they have, they will be tormented in their own minds by imagining having more. How do you live like that? How do you live with yourself? You get before the Lord to pray thinking about more. Not happy. Romans 1 and 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they what? Thankful. But they became vain in their what? Imagining what they're going to have, what they're going to get. Vain, vanity. And their foolish heart was what? Darkened. I preach this in here. You need to hear this. Yes, you do. Most relationships are wrecked because of discontentment since blame is usually placed on parents, spouses, children, etc. So you mess up relationships because of blame. By blaming people for not having what you feel you should have. You mad at your mama because if she had let me do this, I'd have this. Can I keep preaching in here? Proverbs 27 and 4. No, coveting causes us to hate others because of our own lack. I've had people start hating me because they didn't have what I have. When a relationship started out, we were cool. But then when God added certain things to my life, we fell out because of their lack. Because of your, you're not happy with yourself, so you upset with me. What did I do? Isn't that what happened with David? David and Saul started out cool. But then one day David woke up and a javelin was flying at him. What changed? What changed? But covetous will cause us to hate others because of our own Lack. Amen? Cain just started hating Abel for no reason. How are you going to hate Abel because you won't do something? You won't do what's right. How are you going to hate somebody because you won't do what's right? That's, I call that hate out of nowhere. That's just hate out of nowhere. And guys come tell me that. Man, I just need you out of my life, man. I just can't be in your life. I just can't. You can't be in my life. What did I do to you? I mean, man, it's just the way you be doing. Okay, so 
What, how do I do it? Show them, tell me how to do it. Oh, man, you know, you just be doing. Then when you do it, you just do it. And then it just, you just do it. You know what you be doing. I really don't. Like, tell me what I did. See, see how you acted now? Okay. Take care now. <laughs> Bye-bye then. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say, but that's just hate out of nowhere. That's, you can't do nothing about that. You're upset with you and the decision you made, but instead of changing it and making better decisions, you get mad at me and the decisions I made. That doesn't give me a chance. I'll never forget, boy, we had a dude and his wife leave, leave ABC when we were in the other building. And the dude got online one day and just said, oh, Pastor Lewis, see, y'all don't know the real Pastor Lewis. Oh, here we go again. Okay, so somebody went on, no, well, tell us about the real one. Oh, see, you don't, you don't, you don't understand how he really is. Okay, well, tell us. See, he, he, he just, he just. Get it out now. Now, well, you know, I mean, he think nobody else is called but him. Okay, so now we know the issue. There's an issue with you wanting to do something in the church, and I probably said no. Then that one dude put the same thing on it. He don't want nobody else to have money but him. Okay, so you wanted me to do something for you with EX Ministries and make to get your name out there, and I said no. You know what I'm saying? And folk have a problem with you, and you don't even know they have a problem. Coveting causes us to hate others because of our own lack. Proverbs 27 and 4. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before what? Ooh, envy. Envy won't leave you alone. Envy won't let you sleep. It won't let you rest. But you know what the worst part about envy is? It won't let you progress. You're halted at a standstill. When our conversation is with covetousness, because the Bible says, make sure your conversation is without covetousness, right? I read that when we first started. So when your conversation is with covetousness, then we are talking to others about what we are going to have or achieve. It's in your conversation. Right? I gave you the example of dropping the keys and accidentally kicking your shoe off down the aisle. Oh, let me go get Yeah. Well, now you just got Instagram. So folks do stuff just to upload pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks get in the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt just for Instagram pictures. I know some. This is a true story. Yeah. Go buy things just to take pictures to upload. But covetousness sets a mark that pressures us and creates what? 
fear about reaching it. Some of y'all have anxiety, depression, and all of these mental disorders just because you set a bar too high for yourself to have something that somebody else has. Yeah, but covetousness sets a mark that pressures us and creates fear about reaching it. So some of us have stuff in us that we shouldn't even have. Fear, anxiety, depression, and it's all based on pressure to get things that don't even matter. Your body is breaking down because someone else has something you want. I'm just not going out like that. That's just not a good way to go out. Proverbs 26 and 21. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. So this man that is unhappy with what he uh, uh, unhappy what he has, unhappy about what he doesn't have, coals to burning coals. If you put a burning coal on coal, what the other coal gonna do? It's gonna catch on fire. This is what this man will do. This is why I'm trying to stop it because all you're doing is starting fires at ABC. Folks were content enjoying themselves. Now they're in debt because they felt like they needed to make a financial move based on somebody else's move. Because you got around them being discontent, contentious. You starting fires. You causing strife. Talking that yin-yang. What you going to get and what you ought to, what he ought to do and what you. Being content is not just a mindset, but it is a what? So the Bible tells us it's a conversation. Being content is a conversation. I can listen to your conversation and tell whether you're content or not. This means that it has to be what we speak and feel. Not just burden. It has to come out of your speech. You being thankful, grateful, pleased with where you are in God right now. It's going to come through your speech. But if you're always talking about upgrade, yeah, people come over your house to eat, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but thank you for inviting us over. Well, see, now this is just our start. I mean, you know, this is this is just the this is just the launching pad. It's just where we are right now, but we didn't nobody care. Bye, I don't even want to eat your food. You might have put something in it. This is stupid. Why are you talking like that? Getting in your car. Yeah, see, this is just, this is just the beginning. Just wait, just wait. These keys, oh, I'm going to bury them in the ground, and I'm going to walk around it seven times, and when I pull it out, it's going to be the keys of a bins. Uh, just, just go somewhere. No, I mean, why do you care about that? Why are you bringing those things up? Why are they in your conversation? Because you're covetous. I know I'm preaching. Y'all can look sleepy all you want and just ready. Oh, I wish he finished. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what this message is doing to you. Oh, this message breaks up witchcraft. That's what I'm preaching it for. Break up ABC witchcraft. Because I'm tired of it. Because I'm sick of hearing about it. Spreading this junk around here with young, impressionable couples just trying to live. And you push them in a direction to have more than what they need at the time. 
don't know how to be an example. Speaking contentment brings what? Contentment. Speaking contentment does what? It brings contentment. When you talk content, you bring contentment. Yeah, I made sure when I was, we were going through it, then how much we always talked about being happy for what we have. We go celebrate over somebody's house. They get a new house. My brother-in-law, them, they got new houses, and it got bigger, 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 because he built houses. So he built one, sell it, build one, sell it, build till he got a humongous one. And every house, we in it. We just, Lord, happy with them. But then we come home, we just thank God for what we have. And we would have conversation about it. Like, man, I'm happy for them, but, man, I, you know, I'm just glad for what I have. Because I'm going to cheer you home, bro. Get the biggest one you can get. What's wrong with that? But if you can't get it, don't get it. I'm talking to the ABC folk. But you, why are you aiming for the biggest one? Wallet in your back pocket, cussing. How dare you pull that page up on the internet? Wallet just getting hot. Oh, oh man, what is this? Oh, how dare you Google the 500,000s? How dare! <laughs> Can't afford that. I don't understand that. Driving through neighborhood house looking, oh, and that one, oh, and look at that one, all the black smoke from your car. They done called a, they done called a man at the gate. Get that car out of here. in the neighborhood just got emphysema when you drove through. Lungs just black. Get that car out of you. Know you, don't, you got a police escort through there. Oh, okay. This is a real good neighborhood. The, the, the police bring you around and take you around. Uh, move that vehicle, please, out of this. What are you doing here? Well, who gave you a code? We just house looking for what? The cop says, for what? Why you house looking? <laughs> just filling your, <laughs> filling your heart up with all of that. I don't understand. You go do all that, they come home and look at each other and be like, boom, 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 boom. Just unhappy. Speaking contentment brings what? Contentment. If you talk contentment, you'll have contentment. If you speak contentment, you'll have contentment. And some of you got to practice it and purposefully do it. You can't even play around with it. So then somebody come at you the wrong way, girl, y'all need to, I mean, y'all running out of room. Running out of room? We thankful for this room. And it'd be crazy. You grew up sleeping on top of folks in your, in your house. Why they all of a sudden, why do <laughs> expect better for you? And oh, you, mama, you forgot. We only had one bed all out. Like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Y'all remember that movie, the whole family was in the same? <laughs> That's how broke we were. Yeah, Willy Wonka. That's how broke we were. We so broke, everything was in black and white. That I... <laughs> I don't understand how they just totally forget that, but you're supposed to have the three-bedroom, two-bath. Oh, yeah, you go, oh, yeah, you just, just. Mama, we, we didn't have that growing up. 
So can you be happy for the little space we have? Amen. Can you be happy? I mean, we made just small stuff, but we, we, we're doing okay. We're happy with each other. And that's what society teaches you. It teaches you how to be happy with things, but don't teach you how to be happy with each other. I don't want to be in, have no big old house and don't like each other. A big old house make it worse. You can just forget somebody. <laughs> I'm going to the West Wing. I'll see you in a couple of months. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't need it. And that's the crazy thing. Folks discontent and they ain't even, they're not even content in their own relationship, but you want God to give you stuff. You don't need nothing. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the what? Power. What you say is what you'll have. And I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about emotional things. What you say emotionally is what you're going to have. If you speak discontentment, guess what you're going to have? Discontentment. The word says be what? Content with the things you have, knowing that God will never leave or forsake you. When we what? Covered, we become fearful that God has forsaken us when we lack. And that's these preachers can take advantage, uh, advantage of you, these prophets, and make you think you're doing something wrong because you're not financially blessed. And when I say financially blessed, I mean living above your means. Better. Maybe that's not your path. Why do you think you're entitled to have all of that? Maybe that's not for you. If you were content, it wouldn't matter. It matters because you're discontent. Now you think God has something to do with it and he's forsaken you. Because you don't have it. Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be what? Content. In other words, Paul is saying, this may be it. I'm good with it. I, don't, I may not ever get out of this jail cell. I see the chopping block. So let me write this last letter because this is it. And I'm content with this. You know, Paul was thinking, all the people I watched murdered, holding coats and watching just Stephen alone. I deserve this. So anything better than this, I'm thankful for. But if this is it, I'm grateful too. Because whatever state I'm in, I'm content. Amen. But folk don't like this kind of message. This is not the blessing. I'm going to get this and oh God is going to give me back 100, 400. Man cannot harm us when we are content. This is the best part. This is the best part. Man can't harm you when you're content. I've had every offer known to man to sell out and make some money, be large, in charge, be the grand poobah, the leader of the pack, all of that. I done had all of that. Millions and, like Muhammad Ali say, millions and millions of dollars. I've had all them offers, all that. Could have done all of that stuff, but because I was content, None of it tempted me. I was good. I was good with preaching the word of God the way God wanted. So anyone that tried to get me to do it any other way, I, I wasn't tempted by that. 
because I was content. So contentment kept me from harm. Why? Because me and my wife, we rehearsed and our conversation was about contentment. And we wasn't faking. Yeah, we wasn't doing that. We were really grateful for what we had at the time. And that protected me from these deals and opportunities. Oh, yeah. When it was time to sign the deals, I was able to say, you know what? I don't want to do that because that's not God. But if I was discontent with my situation and wanted something, can I preach in here? I know, I know, I know you don't like this message. That's okay. It's the truth. You need to quit talking discontentment. It's only through our coveting that we give that power to others. Your coveting gives people power to harm you. When you want what you don't need, want what you don't have, and put all that pressure, uh, open yourself up to that, people can tempt you and harm you. A covetous person is easily made wild to wild out if they're coveted. Yeah, somebody come and just sprinkle a little something. Mm. Mm, you know, that's, that's what y'all driving? I'm y'all. God can do better than that. And if they're coveting, a covetous person, that, that little sprinkle sets their whole life on a course away from God. Just that little bit because they covet. That's where y'all live? This, that little tiny place? Oh my God. God is bigger than that. A little sprinkle. But a person that covets, I mean a person that doesn't covet, that don't deal with coveting, you tell him that, boy, you better do. <laughs> like, oh, so you gonna buy me something? Let's see the Lord move through you. And where is yours? I mean, it's, it's foolishness. But if coveting is in your heart, that'll bother you. You won't sleep that night. Your husband just, you know, he just got sleep apnea and the mask and the helmet. He in the bed, oh, sleeping like snuffleupagus. And you sitting up in the bed all night because somebody sprinkled something. Y'all too young. Y'all remember stuff for love. Y'all remember stuff for love? He slept just like that, didn't he? <laughs> what was wrong with him? What was he? <laughs> and why was snuff in his name? Men cannot harm us when we are content. It's only through our coveting that we give that power to others. First Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is what? The root of all evil. Which while some do, they do what? Covered after money. They have erred from the faith and they've really, really hurt themselves. Pierced themselves with many sorrows. They sick. They got problems. Their relationship is trash. They wish they hadn't got married every day over some money. Some coveting calls them to wish they were dead. I know folks that don't have stuff and wish they were dead because they can't impress. Had somebody email me not too long ago. Oh, man, what is it? I mean, what is it worth? This life, things are so hard. I said, what's wrong? I mean, I'm just so behind on my mortgage. Mortgage? 
You got a mortgage? You about to have a heart attack because of a mortgage? That means it's a house. <laughs> oh, I'm up just panic attack because I can't do it again. Well, you shouldn't have done it. You deserve the panic attack. Panic. Let the panic attack out and just, just attack because you shouldn't have done it. You let what somebody else was saying cause you to go make a move you shouldn't have made. You should have waited on God. And you don't wait on God for no house. You wait on God for God. Let God tell you whether you're a good enough money manager to handle a mortgage. And God will definitely speak through your wallet and your credit report. You struggling to make the points to get the house? You don't need the house. Give it time. Get your credit score better. Let them push you into getting no house and your credit score ain't adding up. That's trying to tell you something. It's speaking. It's speaking in tongues. <laughs> when you go try to get a car, they tell you, sorry, so you don't qualify. You that means it wasn't time. They were just nice the way they said it. Your wallet really said, boy, go home. <laughs> Catch that bus. Can I preach at ABC today? Yes, and I'm taking my time. On. Ooh, turn the lights on. Turn the lights on, because I, I, I just I need to look at folks. Turn them on. Turn them on. Turn them on. Yes, thank you. Because I felt some mean mugging coming from the back, Elder. Somebody about to, I, I just need to make sure. Man cannot harm us when we are content. It's only through our coveting that we give that power to others. 1 Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is the root. Oh, I read all that, but let me read it again. Many have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with what? Many. Your life is ruined over Is it really going to be money? Is money really going to do it? Money. When we are content, we can boldly say, the Lord is in control of our lives, and this takes away what? That made so much sense. Some of y'all missed it. Let me read it again. When we are content, we can boldly say that the Lord is in control. That's what a content person says. I'm good. God is in control. I ain't making no moves that I don't need to make. I'm going to sit back in the cut and wait on God. And if he's in control, what do I need to be afraid of? That means he's got it. Look at somebody and say, that means he's got it. (laughs) Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. I shall not want. I ain't got to want for nothing if the Lord is my shepherd. If he's my shepherd, what does a shepherd do? He does what? Lead. So if he's leading, what am I worried about? If I'm following. Let a sheep wander away from the herd. He got to worry. But the shepherd, if you follow the shepherd, you don't have anything to worry about. However, when we covet and always want more than what we have, we give the power of our lives over to who? The enemy. The enemy. You can't serve God because you don't have what you want. But we give, power, we give our power of our lives over to the enemy when we covet. He then controls us by fear of what? Failure and not getting what we want. So we give control of our lives over to the devil because we don't have it. 
Now he controls us because we're scared we're not going to get it. Folk can't sleep at night over money. Really? Like you're going to control money that night. You better go to sleep. Money ain't changing because you up. Anybody's bank account ever increased because they was up? <laughs> up watching it? <laughs> Kept hitting the space bar so I wouldn't go to sleep? You just go watch it. I'm not sleeping and you not sleeping either. All night. <laughs> Ain't nothing changing. You're not going to change it. Look at somebody say, go to sleep. Because when you go to sleep, you tell God, you know what, Lord, I'm not even worried about this. This is some money. This stuff don't even matter. Can you deal with me, my issues? Can my relationship get better? Can I fall in love? I mean, man, why is money the cause? Acts 8 and 23. For I perceive, and this is Paul, a Peter talking to Simon the sorcerer. And the reason I put this in here is because he said, I perceive by your actions that you're in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. This is what happens with a covetous person. When a person talks coveting around me, I perceive. That you're in the gall of bitterness. You're not happy with something. Has nothing to do with money. Has nothing to do with things. Has nothing to do with impressing people. You're not happy with you. So when Simon asks, can I buy the Holy Ghost and be like y'all and be on y'all's level instantly and just have to, you know, bring my fame over and have what you got just like Kanye doing because that's the best example of him, Simon the Sorcerer in the Bible. Exact same thing. Can I just use my money and my fame and we just all just, and I can be one of y'all and then I can go around and be just like you. And then, you know, then it's like, bro, you thought this was about money? He said, you thought you could buy this? He said, no, I perceive that you're in the gall of bitterness there's something going on in your heart that needs to be addressed something is wrong with you to want our platform and you just got in here there's something wrong with that that's what they told Simon the very fact that you offered and tried to get where we are tells me that you didn't get in this for the right reason he said, may your money perish with thee, and I pray that God might help you. Summary! Somebody's glad. <laughs> Off my toes, pastor! You've been stepping on them the whole service. Yeah, limp out, because you needed this. Amen. Anybody need this? Amen. Things and just things, things. God wants to bless, he wants to bless you with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Stuff money can't buy and you worried about things and you have no peace and you worried about things. Your relationship is dying. You worried about things. Children hate you and you worried about things. So many believers today are gripped by the spirit of fear because they are comparing their lives to others. The internet, social media, TV shows, etc. 
all parade materialism before people to make them want more and desire things they do not have and may never have. You know, there's some things you ain't, you, you, you're never going to have. Some things you'll never have. Amen. There's some things you'll never have. Look at somebody say there's some things you'll never have. It's just things you'll never, you're just not going to have them. Like God owes you something. You know what God owes you? Death. Comparisons cultivate discontentment, which causes the spirit of fear to come into their minds and hearts. Fear speaks too. You know, fears can speak. Anything that's a spirit speaks. Okay? And the Bible says fear is a spirit. So it's going to speak to you and it's going to say you don't have it and people care that you don't. Look at somebody and say, that's a lie. Look at them and say, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Fear will make you think people are sitting around talking about you. And they're not. <laughs> they're not. Fear will make you think you're important and you're on the conversations of others so you must have to, you, you have to have certain things to impress them because they're talking about you. And they're not. They're not. Nobody cares. Look at somebody and say nobody cares. Nobody. When will you learn nobody cares? Empty out your bank account to get one what what and then you don't have nothing. Because nobody cares after that one. After that first wow, don't nobody care? You drove up in it. Oh, snap, man, that's nice. Next time you drive up in it, ain't nobody looking. Hey, man, remember this? You remember, remember last week? You, you remember? Okay, uh, it's nice. No. 80 more payments. 80 more payments for what, what, and a half. You can get two good full Sundays of it. I know I'm pretty. Ooh-wee. Man, how do you know it? Yeah, I don't know about that. I could care less. Look at me all you want. Mean mug frown. I don't care. Somebody think about you. I'm going to hug you and love you after service. Girl, come here. Bro, you better dap me. In your feelings. Comparisons cultivate discontentment. And then this speaks and says... You don't have it, so people care that you don't. They care. They're talking about you. They're looking at you, and you don't have it. So then you worry about what people think and how you would like to prove them wrong. Lastly, you begin to devalue your lifestyle, your loved ones, and God, because your sights are set on achieving and getting things to prove your worth and value to others. Now you're devaluing what it is that you have. God wants to prove your value to yourself. This cannot be done with money or material things. Your value comes from his love, which casts out fear and replaces it with power, love, and what? Man, you make sound decisions when fear is gone. When you're not trying to compete with people and get things, you make better decisions. 
interest rates and payments and all all this stuff don't go away because you made a bad choice. <laughs> Ooh, I just preached. Yeah, it's still there. Bad choice every month. It's going to remind you. Oh, remember me? Who are you? Bad choice. Remember? You know, remember? Remember you did this because sister so-and-so did it? So-and-so, so-and-so. 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 You will no longer have thoughts of failing nor being chased by negative words spoken by those that were discontent themselves. Don't you know a lot of y'all's problem that are discontent were words spoken over, to, over you during your development by someone that was discontent? A discontent person sold discontentment in your development. Y'all remember my whole cake mix theory, right? Once it's in there and it's mixed in, and when you bake it, you can't separate the ingredients. So discontentment was baked in your ingredients because whoever raised you was discontent with their own life. Your negative upbringing or tumultuous past will no longer dictate your future. It doesn't have to. How do you get rid of that? It's baked in me. It's a part of me. How do I get rid of it? Change your conversation. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of what? The tongue. The Bible said, let not your conversation be with covetousness. That means you have the option to change your conversation. If you change your conversation, you change your circumstance. You change your circumstance, you change discontentment into contentment. All by your conversation. Your negative upbringing. Tomorrow's past will no longer dictate your future. God will continue to speak to you and you will know that he will not do what others have done to you. So a lot of people don't want to release that discontentment because they're afraid somebody's going to speak that discontentment on them again like it was when they grew up. They can't get deliverance from it. That fear. But God is not going to talk like that to you. He will not do what others have done to you. He will not compare your life and achievements to others. You grew up getting compared. Well, you need to be like someone. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. And you, you just felt like, man, does my parent, do they even love me? They're always comparing me to somebody else. What about me? God is not going to do you like that. He will not highlight your failures and look down on you because of your mistakes. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? Why would he look at you as an old creature if he says, if you're in me, you're a new creature? He will not point a finger at you for not having more or lacking certain things. The Bible said the poor man looked down on the rich man in hell. Poor man, a beggar. God's not concerned about your financial status. God's love will cast all those fears away if you learn to be content with the things you have. Proverbs 30 and 7. Two things that I require of thee, talking to the Lord. Deny me them not before I die. I need these two things, but it ain't what you think. First of all, remove far from me vanity and lies. Then give me neither poverty 
or riches. I don't want to be poor. This is so deep. I don't, don't make me poor. Don't make me rich either. <laughs> feed me with the food. What? Because if you give me, if you make, if I pray that you make me poor rich, he said, then when I get full, I might deny thee and say, who is the Lord? But if I'm poor, and, and then I might steal and take thy name in vain. So don't make me either. Make me what you want me to be. Everyone stand to your feet. But that should be all of our prayer. Man, I'm not praying to be rich. I'm not praying to be poor. I'm praying to do the will of God. Whatever your will is for me, make me content with that. And you know what God is going to say? He's going to say, no, you make yourself content with it and change your conversation. Speak contentment and you'll have what? Contentment. Everyone bow your heads. Hey, let's do what we did last week. Anybody need, need help with this? Just come on up. We're just going to pray. Come on. Come on. Keep me content. Eyes off of others. Mouth off of others. Hopes and dreams not matching up to anyone else's. The road you choose for me, God, is the road I will follow. As strange as it may look compared to what my plans were. My plans may have been something else. But Lord, I want your plan. I want your plan. I want your wisdom. I want your way. I'm not praying anymore for riches. I'm not praying against poor. I'm not praying for any of that. Feed me with what you have for me. And I'll speak contentment for it. And I won't do nothing dumb. I won't make dumb decisions and get myself in a bind that I can't get myself out of. I won't do things to compete and compare. I won't do things to upload and show out and show people and prove myself to people. And be affirmed by the applause or the accolades of people. I'm not doing any of that, Lord. I'm just going to live my life based on what you say and what you want. That's my life from this day forward. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. Those of you that came up, just lift your hands up. This is my life, Lord. Make it what you want it to be, Lord. Make my life what you want it to be. I don't want to be compared with others. I don't want my eyes on others. I don't want to think about what others are doing. My life is yours. In Jesus' name. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for each and every one that you brought up here today, Lord. All our paths are different. Some of us feel like, or may felt like, may have felt like, we went the wrong way and now we're in trouble. But God, we know your grace is sufficient for our error. Your grace is sufficient for our mistake. And as long as we line ourselves up, with your word when it is given. Father God, you will have grace and mercy for us. So I pray right now, Lord, all of the corners that we're backed in, that you would find ways out for us. All of the issues that came because we didn't properly think things through. God, that you would free us from those. Remove the spirit of fear based on coveting. Remove all covetousness, Lord. Change our conversation. 
help us to even correct our our, our, our spouses when they bring things up and let us do it in love, but let's, hey, let's don't talk like that. Let's be thankful. Let's be grateful. Change our conversation. Let's do away with covetousness so that we can be content with the things we have and the life you've chosen for us. That you add blessings to it, Lord, to strengthen us, to strengthen our minds, our hearts, our character our relationship, our marriages, so that our lives won't be based on financial gain, but it will be based on the fruits of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.